0: All right, good
1: morning, everybody. Thank you all for being here. Let's just uh, start out with some music here. Good morning, all you wonderful people. Welcome to the Gnostic Church Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. I am your teacher of the mysteries and preacher of the heart, Marty Leeds. As you know, you're here because of this. Uh, We do service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I think I'm streaming from Rockfin right now, though. It doesn't seem to be coming up on the feed, but it went live last time, so I don't know. It says go live. I think I'm live. Oh, I guess I am live. I'm live on Rockfin. So that's good. We got Rockfin up and running, it looks like. So, and... Uploaded a bunch of new stuff um, on Rockvin. A bunch of old videos and um, some newer ones that I edited together. So if you want to go over there and support the work, that's awesome. You can also go to the Gnostic Church and Academy, which is GnosticAcademy.org and you can become a member. Uh super cheap membership. It helps this keep this thing up and running. So it's uh for three months it's fourteen bucks. It's not even a cup of coffee a month. <laughs> so and I'm just hoping to get, you know, um, right now I think we have maybe like 150 members or something. So it's it's barely enough to keep this thing going. But I'd like to, you know, get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. And um You know, get four, three, four hundred people over there if we can. And, um, you know, keep this thing going. So you can do a quarterly, um, one year, that sort of thing. And then ring the bell for notifications. And then Daniel Stearns, I want to thank you. Uh, He notified me this morning that um, he didn't get the email that I sent out last night because it went into, because Microsoft said, oh, this is junk. You don't want this thing what Marty's talking about is junk. Put this in the junk mail. And so check your junk mail for um, my emails. So, uh, I apologize about that. So, so thank you, Daniel. I also want to say thank you to uh, Lindsay Chapman. Great. Gave a good donation um, last week. And she's always here and just giving support. So, I really appreciate that. Uh, GM Grassi did the same. Ben Krupa. Ben Krupa always uh, laying down a, a, you know good donations and just here in support. Um, so, I really appreciate that. Paige and Dithart. Uh, Dave Weiss. I love those guys. Uh, Dave is... Uh, Dave is literally over the years has been has really helped me out. Just so you guys know, Dave behind the scenes, a lot of things that we've never even talked about has helped me out enormously. And so um, I, I thank both of them very much because I wouldn't be able to. I honestly wouldn't even have my website and things like that if it wasn't for uh, Dave uh, hooking me up and stuff. So Mark Brotherson, Small Axe, Chad Kilgore, Allison Flynn, Deborah Style not Stilly, but as we say here in the and Academy, it's Stilly. Your name's Stilly now. B Mustard, of course, Brian Mustard, Stella, uh, Linda and Ron, thank you so much, Linda and Ron, and every all the members of the Academy had a few sign-ups in the last couple of days, which is really great, so um, just getting a few things out of the way before we get going. Um, I am going to be on Bitchute, Rumble, Odyssey, and Gab TV as well, um, we're doing Gab TV, and I also have a uh, Gab account, so I'm on there, um, it's really the only social media I'm doing, we're going to get rid of our Telegram account, because Telegram is... You know, it's WEF owned and there's bots galore and it's it's just it's just not a good place. So we're trying to find, you know, if, you know, anywhere we can go anywhere. I mean anywhere we can go where you know, at least there's some respectability to the people that actually sign up to their accounts, you know. It seems like Odyssey's pretty good. Rockman actually has been pretty decent as far as I know. I have my issues with honestly all of these sites, but we do what we can. So, um, I am on Gab and I'll share that and we'll probably be off Telegram by probably the end of the month or maybe beginning of next month or something like that. Just so, so if you do want to, um, you know, interact with the people and stuff like that, we're probably going to shoot over to, uh, Gab. And then we're also talking about getting a Threema account, which we have a Threema account, but that's, um, uh, anyway, I don't want to get into that too much. I'll let you guys know. So next week is Flattoberfest. So, uh, be there or be squared circle. Look at this. She's got a squared circle there. Karen B does. So thank you, Karen B. Looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. Excuse me, as I snort my coffee here. Um, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, last year was great, and this lineup this year looks like it's just gonna be a banger. So um, if you can make it there, I'm really looking forward to seeing a bunch of the people. Um, I know Javier's gonna be there. I know there's um, you know there's just a bunch of people from uh, Truth Seekers gonna be there. I guess. And um, so it's going to be good. So if you can, get your butt to Flat Topafest. And please support um, the True Earth Mount Miru Summit. It's an online summit Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th. True Earth Mount Miru Summit, Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th. I'll be speaking Friday, November 11th between 6 and 7. And I'm not sure if that's Mountain Time or Central Standard Time, but it's one of them. And you can go to Thames.live You can also go on my homepage and there's a link right there and you can go and you can sign up. And if you use the promo code, that's right. I have a promo code. I'm like Ben Shapiro and shit, right? You can get Marty 50 and you get 50% off. And there's like VIP tickets where you can like ask questions and things like that. But it's a whole huge lineup. Like they just got like Eddie Bravo and Dave Weiss is gonna be there. Peggy Hall's gonna be there. Um, uh, Wits it gets it. Uh, I mean, there's just a ton of people. I don't even remember all the people that are gonna be there. Comedians and musicians, conspiracy music guru Alex Stein, BB, um, a whole bunch of people. Man, there's there's it's uh they they did really well with getting trying to really you know go 360 and get as many. Um, well, I'd like to say I'm included in this, but really good speakers. <laughs> uh, for the summit. So, uh, props to Jaron and props to Witsit, Austin. Uh, if you guys don't know uh, if you guys don't know Austin Witsit gets it, that guy is he's a freaking Zen guru wizard ninja master of flat earth. The guy is just so on point. So Anywho. So there is the um, there's the introductions. Welcome everybody, Lindsay Smith. Ooh, Jen McNally's here. Small Axe! Spicy Sarah, Daniel Stearns, Bud Madison. Hey, excellent guitar playing. Thank you very much. I'm working on some new tunes. I have an EP that I've been meaning to make, but you know how it is. It's just time. Time is a thing. Uh, Justin Fletcher, J.M. Grassi, Zoe Zoe. Good morning, brother man. Great string picking. Thank you so much, my brother of the sun. Mark him. He's a good man. Okay, cool. Thank you all. Heartline Realm, Vanessa Byrne. Uh, Daryl Papazzoni, good morning. Thank you all. Thank you all for being here. Good day, people. Good day to David Vice. Um, okay. Um, uh, let's do a prayer. Um, dear Lord. And this is a good one for today. Dear Lord, as my heart grows faint and my hope fades, may I continually may, may I continually be in awe of the works of your hands and the way you set everything in place. Perfect in all of its glory. The heavens declare the wonder of you, and I am humbled by your ever-presence, both as above and so below. God, today and every day my hope lies in you. Even as hope fades in these often wicked times, I look to you. You alone, O God, are the one who can restore my hope today. So today I turn to you, God, because I need you desperately. I need to be restored by the hope that only you can give. When my heart grows faint, as it does now, I pray to always turn to you as my rock. I pray to you, Heavenly Father, because I trust in you. May I remember you as Emmanuel, God with us, and never let me lose sight or forget such a blessing. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about today, is there any hope? And the answer is nope. There's no, there's no hope. Guys, okay. I'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your donate. No, I'm just kidding, obviously. (laughs) Obviously, we're going to talk about today um, that there is hope. That, yes, we are living in dark times. Yes, there's uh, darkness and evil around us. Yes, we do know that there's some wicked people that have their hands on the gears and things like that that are are running the, quote-unquote, running the world. And uh, we're going to talk about how to understand that, our role here, We're going to talk about a whole bunch of things today. In fact, this is really sort of going to be a a mashup of a lot of the things we've talked about in the past. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be good. And this was all spurred on by an email I received from somebody who wrote me that was uh, feeling a little bit down, a little bit depressed, a little bit hopeless. And so he's like, hey, Marty, what do we do about this? And like I said, there's no hope, brother. So you just got to shut it down. You know, just, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously not. So so let's read this and then we're going to talk about a whole lot of things today. And I'm going to try to be as concise as I can and, and keep this thing moving because we are talking about a lot of different topics here, but let's freaking do it. Hey, Marty, I hope this email finds you well. It did. I've been a truth seeker for over 10 years now. Props to you. Let's just stop right there. Let's just stop right there. You're writing me and and, and asking me if there's any hope. Well, you're, you're on the path. If you're a truth seeker and you've been challenging yourself and questioning the world and trying to find answers in this world, guess what? You're on a spiritual path. Now, you might not be like, well, I'm going to find God and stuff like that. But what are you trying to do? When we talk about Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, and we explain exactly what those things are, the way is the ever-flowing, it's the, it's the order of nature, it's the design that God has put down in nature, and, and there's there's a way, there's a fluid way to that thing. It's called the Tao, and getting in, align, getting, uh, in alignment with that is to be in harmony with with those natural forces that god has you know that god has emanated out. So the way the truth when you are a truth seeker, when you're honestly seeking truth, challenging yourself, trying to get to the core of everything, distilling all the nonsense out and getting to that quintessence when you're doing that, right? You're you're on a spiritual quest. That's what you are. It doesn't mean you have to be a Buddhist or a, a Protestant or an orthodox or a Catholic or a Hindu. You're trying to find truth in this world, which means you're seeking god. So congratulations. Pat yourself on the back a little bit. Sometimes it is difficult knowing the truth. Well, that's that's why we're seeking. I have many friends who are evangelical Christians, and they see what's going on in the world, and they are in complete peace because they believe that before hell on earth happens, they will be magically raptured away. And this is a fundamental problem within modern Christianity sitting on your ass, thinking you don't have to do anything except have faith in God and God's just going to take, take care of everything. No, God commands of you to participate in this thing here. Okay? And he says this, which is good on him. My mind does not allow me to accept that theology. Good. Because you shouldn't accept it. Because our journey requires work here. Our journey on earth does not allow us to just have faith in something bigger that is obviously more intelligent and you know within the within the world but not of the world and outside of the world he's both and we understand that there's a creator that th- that creator has a purpose that creator has a design that creator has um has a a goal in mind right he's going to take care of things but that does not mean that you just get to sit on your ass go to church every sunday throw 10 bucks in the little tithing thing and do nothing no I don't know how Christians ever have come to this conclusion if they just sit and read the Holy Bible. Okay, let's, let's go over just a few things and why so many of these modern churches, they say, you just have to have faith in the Lord. And then, no, it requires work. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Well, what does it entail of you to actually go and seek something? That requires effort. That requires action. That requires work. What does it take to to knock? It's not like you're just knocking on a single door. How many doors as we as truth seekers have, you know, doing this for 10 years like I have, 10 years like this guy has, 15 like Dithurt has over there. How many doors have we had to knock on? That requires effort. That requires action. That requires work seeking asking knocking all requires your effort doesn't require you so I just got some faith and sit over here and chill um, I, I should have wrote down what verses there these are but you can look them up on the Google machines um, it says even so faith if and this is a classic one when I, I mean I don't understand how you could read these verses and think that you could just have faith and that's it faith alone do, does it no show faith by your works Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. I will show you that I'm faithful to your order, to your design, to the love that God has by the works that I do down here. And this is why it requires action of you. This is why there's so many truth seekers out there that are doing that are actually doing the work, um, and they're you know, <laughs> and then there's Christians out there that think they're doing the work, and they're not doing the work, and these people that are actually doing the work are sometimes they're atheists and agnostics, and yet they're still calling out the BS. They're still keeping. They still have morality in their heart. They still know what's up. In my estimation. God is going to reward those people, people that literally say that act out in the world with morality, with care, with work, working against, against evil, that sort of thing. I feel that God is going to reward them more than just some people that sit and read a Bible and say, I've got some faith. <clears throat> but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? And this is why, uh, you know, the Gnostic Academy, we celebrate all the great traditions because we understand that one of the great traditions is alchemy. And alchemy tells you that, yes, it is a opus. It is a magnum opus. It is a great work that you're undergoing down here. It's a spiritual quest. And that requires you to put on your... I'm just going to sit around, have faith, and then just... Put on my six... No, if you're going to put on your six pieces of armor of God, that's going to take work. Why are you putting that on? Because you're a warrior and you're going out on a quest and you're seeing all these lies and distortions and half-truths and bullshit, and you're taking your sword and you're cutting through it. You're a warrior. That's what you are. A warrior for who? Christ. God. The creator. So... Um, you know, here's, here's another one too, is you have to understand it's like, you know, this is, uh, once again, um, Masonry will actually teach you this. Don't worry. I won't get on the Masonry thing too much today. <laughs> so one of the three theological virtues, of course, this comes from Colossians somewhere in the Bible. I'm not even sure, but I did a whole video on it. Um, but faith, hope, and charity. Faith. Okay. Faith is important, obviously, right? To have faith in something grander, something bigger. To understand that there's a, there's a creative force behind this, a great designer, a grand architect of the universe, if you will, to have hope, hope that even in the darkest times, just like when Christ was on the cross, like, oh God, why, why did you forsake me? He didn't. Even at the darkest time, Christ could still have hope. Why? Because he knew he, who he was connected to. I and my father are one. What's the third one there? Faith, hope, and charity. In order to be charitable, in order to engage in charitable acts, it requires action. It requires work. So there's that. So we have to understand before we read on more of this email. Uh, we're going to cover something we covered yesterday or uh, last Sunday a little bit. And that is what we're doing here. What is the purpose of Earth? What is man doing here? God put earth down as a obstacle course, if you will, in order for us to undergo that work, which, mean, which means we need evil. We need the, the presence or the potential of evil all around us in order to see that evil, say no to it, say, I'm going to do the will of God and go towards that light. Alvin Boyd Kuhn says, great esotericist, Alvin Boyd Kuhn, if you guys don't know, the great struggle in the human breast between the impulses of the natural man and the implanted seed of divine growth is ever so critical. The forces of evil resident in carnal man so persistently powerful. And as we see, as as the whole Covidians of the 19s the last couple of years has really woken uh, this, you know, has made, made uh, this aspect really aware uh, to a lot of people. Um... The purpose of life in the flesh, the purpose of life in the flesh is to force souls who have come here from the Empyrean to exert themselves against pressure, stress, and strain in order to develop their greater potential divinity. So this guy is like, I've been searching for 10 years. Well, you're on a quest. And what are you, what are you on the quest for? To understand your greater potential divinity. We must have struggles, obstacles, challenges, difficulties, suffering, pain, trials, and tribulations. We must have to face evil so that we may discover the eternal divine spark within us and send that light back to heaven and make our way back home. The entire purpose of earth is for you to reunite with God Almighty. We'll get back to that in just a second. This guy says, I've been a chiropractor for almost 20 years. Why is it like all the doctors, right? That like like chiropractors I know are like some of the most woke people in the world, right? Like like if you if you know a doctor and there's like, yeah, this whole jibbity jabby thing in the comedians of the 19th century, this is all nonsense. You know how many chiropractors I know? Like the one where my parents live, the guy up north here, this guy's writing me, it's always chiropractors. There's always chi ro practicers. It's like they're it's like they're chi it's like they're chi ro practicers. I've been a chiropractor for almost 20 years and I practice holistic healing and wellness. I've helped countless people live happier, better, healthier lives. So wait a second. Let's just step back here a second and, 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 you know, give yourself some credit here. So you've been a truth seeker for 10 years. You've been going and looking at everything you possibly can to try to understand truth. I mean, you're 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 writing me, which means you've even delved into mathematics and esoterica and symbolism and and all these things that all these other truth seekers don't even to want to touch. So you're even talking to me. So not only have you been seeking out all the lies and all the the false the flags of the falsified varieties of the world and all the manipulations of history and all the 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 world economic forums and the new world orders and the agenda. 20, you've looked at all. of that not only were you doing that but as you're going to see he was raising a family and he was helping people in his work do you think god's smiling on somebody like this i have a wife and four amazing children i've been blessed with an incredible family and wonderful friendships however however there's always a however but there's always a big ass big asshole in the way right However, very few people in my life are truly aware of what is going on, and I am unable to share it with most. Well, this, that is that is the it is one of the struggles we have to deal with down here, isn't it? They either believe it's too far-fetched and could never happen. No, that nine eleven was an inside job. It was ninety hijackers and a dude in a cave. Um, or they know the truth is uh that there's truth in it, but it's too painful to acknowledge. And they would rather not know i've studied the plans of the world economic forum the global elite with, the, with their one world government and depopulation agenda i have known from the very beginning that this fake pandemic was all about moving us in that direction the hardest part about knowing what's going on is the worry and the anxiety that we all have depression worry anxiety hopelessness despair About what could happen to my children and my friends and my family. I've had a wonderful life, and I want to see my children experience happiness, joy, peace, and love. You look how you know. I mean, lots of people engage in in selflessness in the world, but there's a lot of selflessness, of course, when you're a parent. Not that I would know, but everything that I've learned from people that that have had children, it's like this guy's saying, "I'm, I've, I've, and I've had this conversation with a bunch of people too. It's like I'll die right now. It's fine. Like I don't, I don't care. Like I've lived a great life, you know. I mean, you know." Was an alcoholic a little bit in my mid twenties, but beyond that, things were pretty good, you know. You know, <laughs> went to Europe a few times, traveled around like this guy. Oh, helped people for twenty years, raised a good family. This guy's being like, I'll, I'm ready to go at any point, but I want to make sure that things are good for my family in the future. Well, there is hope, just so you know. However, we live in a world that is owned by evil. No, it's not, and this is where we cannot lose. An understanding, a knowledge, a gnosis, an understanding of the Creator. Because no, this world isn't owned by them at all, at all. The evil knows deeply all the occulted information you're trying to share, uh, share, and they're using it against us. And we'll talk about that. It seems like evil is kicking our ass, and there will be nothing that will stop it. Well, evil is kind of kicking our ass right now. Yes but we have to understand what goes on down here. We have to understand the interplay of, of good and evil, of light and darkness. We have to understand the eternal balance that happens down here. And ultimately that that balance is, uh, the darkness uh, can't comprehend the light. And then he goes on to say this, and then we'll, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of this baby. Uh, here's an analogy I would like to share with, uh, uh, and I would like to share with a question at the end. My kids are very active in 4-H and show animals for the county and state fair. My daughter raises lambs every year. She works with them every day and cares for them like a pet. However, they are market animals, which means at the end of the fair, they go to the butcher. Well, in this sense, right, just so you, just so you all know, and what he's saying is that we all go to death. At the end, we're all going to die. Well, God, my, Marty, what a wonderful sermon this morning. First off, you say that there's no hope, and then we're all going to die. Wow, am I paying for this shit? That is the worst day of the year for me because I am the one that brings the lamb. The lamb lived all the prior months in peace and harmony, being treated gently with love and affection. The animals are calm until the moment we open the door and bring them into the slaughterhouse. They can sense it. Who is better off, the lamb that lives in a blissful ignorance? Unaware of all the evils of the world. Doesn't, doesn't care, thinks that God is just going to take care of everything. We're going to cover this. Or ignores it. Or just doesn't even acknowledge it, and lives in a sort of blissful ignorance. Who is better off, the lamb that lives in a blissful ignorance until the very end and suffers moments of terror at the very end, or the lamb that knows it all along and could do nothing about it, suffering every day until the end? Well, I would say uh, this: I don't, I, I don't think we're suffering every single day. You know, um, if you have a A beautiful family and four children and you're helping people every single day, I think it has more to do with you not recognizing and everybody's guilty of this. Me, very much guilty of this. This is why I'm a preacher because the only way I can preach this shit is if I've experienced it, is not recognizing the gifts, not being grateful. My question to you, is there any hope? And where do we find it? and what can we do to alter the outcome for good? If not what can we do each day to maintain peace and harmony? I have no idea if you have any answers to these questions. I just thank you for your kindness and taking the time to read it and I hope and I would appreciate a response. So I was going to do symbolism 101 this week, but I thought this was probably a little bit more pertinent to what's going on right now. So, let's first let's first take a look at this faith hope and charity it's the three theological virtues if you want to be a virtuous person first off you have to have faith you have to have faith that there's something that there's a creator that is intelligent, that has a purpose, that has a goal, has design. that all of that sort of thing and knows what's going on. It isn't just going to leave us, you know, hanging like some worm on a line over an endless pit. It's just woo, dangling there. No, to have faith is to understand that there is a creator, that there's a great designer, and that he has, he has a meaning for your life, that this life is a gift. Faith, hope. Of course, we can't lose hope. And then, of course, charity requires action. It requires to say, hey, I care about the people around me and I'm going to do selfless things or I'm going to do whatever I can in this world to help those people. That's really charity. So to have no hope, in my opinion, is to show the most egregious lack of faith in our Creator. So let's let's look at the sheep metaphor. So he's like the one. This they're both go into the slaughterhouse. They're both, in other words, in this sense, they're both going to die, and one is living in blissful ignorance, and the other one knows all the shit that's going on in the world and is dealing with it in his head every single day, and it can be overwhelming, absolutely. Okay, let's take a look at these two different sheep, though. One of them has no God, knows no God. The other one does know God. In fact, in this metaphor, it's like this one down here in the white is the white light of the the lamb. And he, that sheep has a shepherd, has a leader that's leading him to what? Eternal life. Because that's what this whole thing is about. Down here, it's corruptible, temporary, impermanent. And we seek the permanence. We seek the eternal. This person, this sheep on the top doesn't even know there's an eternal life to seek out. So the top one, knows no God, knows nothing of heaven, is not seeking eternal life, doesn't understand evil, so can't understand God. We'll talk about this a little bit. In order to truly understand the brightness and glory of God, it requires you to go into the depths of evil. So once again, to the the, uh, person that wrote me, I don't want to say his name. Um, Let's call him, uh, well, it's just, let's let's leave him nameless. Um, So congratulations, warrior. You're looking at the depths of evil so you can what? Know the glory of God. This sheep on the top is pulled along by every single narrative that now we know these narratives are created by who? Extremely wicked people who are working for father time. That sheep up there still has to suffer. There's still suffering that goes on in the world. Your mom's going to die. Your dog's going to die. Your dad's going to die. Uncle, you know, Uncle Chuck over there is going to, you know, he's going to get die at work when he fell off the crane. And Aunt Mary's going to get cancer, you know. You're still going to have to go through a, a, a times where it's like, you know, I, don't, I don't know what the right path is to take, all this other stuff. His life is not bliss. And he will return, this sheep on the top, will return again down here to do this all over. Why? Because he's not seeking God. Because he doesn't know heaven. He doesn't understand eternal life. Now the sheep down there knows God, knows God. Gnosis. This is what we talk about with gnosis. Gnosis just means knowledge. We want to know that God exists. We want to know our purpose here. He knows the glory of heaven is seeking eternal life, understands evil so he can understand God, goes into the, straight into the darkness. So he's like, oh, this is how dark this is? Let's go a little further. Oh, it's even darker than that. Ooh, and then that's that's it. Oh, wait, that means how dark this is? What's the other end? Called out every lie. Still has to suffer. <laughs> Still suffering. That's what happens down here. This is what the Buddhists mean when it says all life is suffering. It doesn't mean, that's not some proclamation to be like, you need to suffer. No, it's just recognizing that down here is where suffering is allowed to exist. Down here is where the corruptible is allowed to exist. Down here is where evil is allowed to exist. And you are here. And you have to go through that. And this sheep down here, because he is following the shepherd, will reunite with God. So... The one up here, it says, is pulled along by every narrative. Well, I want you to think about this because there are some people, I know some people that, old friends and things like that, that live a sort of blissful life because they don't really pay attention. They don't acknowledge the evil. They don't, that sort of thing, right? Well, except that's all, that tide is absolutely changing because in fact, I know one of these people, um, I I actually did work with them, you know, that sort of thing. I don't want to get too much into it, but um, he's this kind of person. He doesn't have a spiritual life. He doesn't seek out God. He's pretty arrogant, actually, that sort of thing. But his life is pretty good. Makes a whole shitload of money, plays in a good band, has a very successful business, that sort of thing, is is well-respected in the community and stuff like that. But he was pulled along by every narrative, and so was his wife. And his wife worked at the school. And the school said, well, you got to get the jibbity-jabs and the boosters. And she died suddenly at 52. So is his life an ignorant bliss his wife is dead. So, the tale of two sheep. Which one do you want to be? This is what Catabasis is all about. Catabasis is an ancient Greek idea. It's a term that says uh, it's a journey to the underworld. It's, uh, its original sense is usually associated with Greek mythology, where the protagonist visits the Greek underworld, also known as Hades. And why did we, it's, it's just like, why did, um, why, you know, this is the Paradiso, right? Where it's like this notion that you got to go into the underworld and see all the darkness and all the evil so that you can come out of it and be like, oh, God's still great. God's still in control. That light is brighter than all of this darkness combined. We cannot know the greatness of God without knowing the depths of evil. We cannot know the greatness of God without knowing the depths of evil. So, this is what we understand here at the Gnostic Church and Academy. It's what we teach. It's what we show that's in the Bible about reincarnation. Reincarnation. People are like, well, that's not a Christian thing. That's not in the Bible. And we, we discussed, you can't even understand who Elijah or Elias is and how St. John is Elijah that St. John and the new testy is representing Elijah in the Old Testament and what's St. John here to do? Announce Christ. You can't even understand that those two beings, Elijah and St. John, are actually the same soul in two different bodies. So, knows no God, knows nothing of heaven, is not seeking eternal life. This This sheep up here is going to have to come back down here, be reconstituted into the, bio, into the biological kingdom here, into a human you know, vessel again. If he doesn't seek out God, doesn't seek eternal life, doesn't seek the truth here, he's going to come back. He's not going to get that eternal life. And if he does really bad down here, there's some other places he can go too, I guess. So, but the sheep on the bottom is following Christ. It's following the creator. So, let's do a little diagram here of the I am. And let's try to understand this. You are really the divine spark that's within you. All of these other things in, in life, like this stupid hat I'm wearing, which is like the Brian Johnson ACDC hat, like, you are a ball breaker, that kind, you know, it's like, I'm shook me out, that kind, he wears that kind of hat like this. All of these things that you put on are um, the temporary. Your name, Kevin McNally, this is gonna go, it's gonna float away, eventually it'll be washed away in the sands of time, right? Where you're born, the the, internet, all of that stuff floats away. The only thing that actually remains is the eternal spark of God that's within you. And that's what you're here to do, is to recognize that eternal spark of God and bring it back to God. This is why Christ says I and my father are one. He had the great recognition that, oh, I am not separate from God. I'm only in this realm where good and evil is, to undergo the, you know, what what do you want to say, the labyrinth or whatever, to undergo this, this quest so that I can find that. So this is what the I am is all about. The I am is the rec- is recognizing that ultimately, if you want to define yourself, the only way that you can actually, actually define yourself is I am. So this little spark of God gets put into a vessel and the first vessel is Bobby Knight. And then Bobby Knight was the sheep at the top. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't undergo his quest. He's like, oh, I'm just gonna live in blissful ignorance and not pay attention to the evil and shit. And then guess what? He died and he was reconstituted in the biological kingdom. And he came back as Tammy Tambo. That's who he came back as. And then that, Tammy didn't figure it out either. And then, and then she came back as Alicia Dixon, and alicia dixon didn't figure it out either she was like alicia dixon was a whore is what she was right and so she was like just lived a really terrible life and all these other things but that's that's okay but that's just what happens we have to undergo numerous lifetimes in order to find under to to actually undergo the alchemical quest of the great work the magnum opus so alicia dixon she she was that top sheep and she didn't figure it out so then she she came back as the next life was an aborted baby and then you know that of course you know she didn't obviously get that to... <laughs> so she came back that that i am spark came back in another and then that you know she came back as jenny and jenny's number was 8675309 and so and jenny at 8675309 she didn't get it either and then jenny came back as john johnson john johnson didn't get it either and then john johnson came back as prince and then then finally prince no <laughs> That's a joke. So just having some laughs here, but you get the point. So eventually we come down here again and again and again and again and again and again in order to ultimately what? Transcend and get to eternal life. And this is why understanding reincarnation is quintessential. And this is why I've done numerous videos before um, talking about how all these cultures around the world are celebrate reincarnation and that you can't even understand the Bible. You can't even understand who is actually announcing Christ, unless you understand reincarnation and the great I am okay and ultimately it's you we're here so when we look at these sheep here so that sheep at the top is gonna that sheep at the top is gonna be John John Johnson and Bobby Knight and Alicia Dixon and and you know Tammy Tambo and Jenny eight six seven five three oh nine and that sheep up there living in blissful ignorance Pulled away by every stupid narrative, by, by people who follow father time. You're going to be pulled along and gonna be constantly come back down here. This sheep on the bottom knows his shepherd, knows he's a warrior, and knows that this life is worth it. Of course your life is worth it. Otherwise, you wouldn't, if you're, especially if you're a father, you wouldn't have given life to other human beings if you didn't think it was worth it. If you didn't think this life was a gift. You're like, oh, this, even though all the pain, all the suffering, all the evil in the world, I still want to share it with, pro, you know, my own progeny. And this is what we mean when we talk about that divine spark within. And what what is that divine spark? It's your true self. It's your true self. And we know what it is. That's Christ. And that's why Christ, this is the I am that I am. And so, of course, Exodus 3, 14, um, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. These people that don't understand the sheep on the top there, that doesn't understand God, doesn't understand Christ within, they can have hope. I hear my wife laughing in the other room. What is she laughing at? <laughs> I'll make sure I didn't miss him Okay, cool. <laughs> Most children aren't planned. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're just lambs to the slaughter, right? And in the sense, I understand what they're saying. It's like, well, we all die. Okay, yes. And then that metaphor, it's true. Like everybody dies. Everybody in this flesh vehicle dies. But what, what also happens? Well, if you're seeking out God, then hopefully there's the glory of eternal life. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, as it is written, for thy sake, we are all killed. We are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. The next line says this, nay. Let's read that again. As it is written, For thy sake, we are all killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay. Nay means no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, you as the lamb, go into the slaughter, that nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, What are they talking about there? All these separations, all these alleged separations, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We're gonna do a whole live stream talking about the the difference between God and Lord and how this is quintessential to understand. And we've already talked about it when we did Genesis 1.1, but we'll do it again how quintessential it is to understand the difference uh, between God and Lord, how they're connected and why there's two, these specific two different names of Lord and God, because that divine spark is the Lord within you. The divine spark is the Lord and you're trying to connect it to God. So nay, we are not sheep to the slaughter. We are one with God. We seek eternal life, not the slaughterhouse. Eternal life means there is no death. We're not going to the slaughterhouse. We're going to a paradise. Without knowing gnosis, gnosis, gnosis. Without knowing the depths of evil, we cannot know the length, height, and depth of good God. Now I just covered this. Um, Let me say hi to you beautiful people. Jesus Christ, where is your sting? Yes, Jesus Christ, I am not of this world. It's just like when God says, I am in the world, but not of the world, right? Because of the world means where? You're, you're in the realms of the temporary, the corruptible, the impermanent. No, God's not those things. Okay. Who can I turn to? Yes. And Jesus, and where is he? It's, I mean, this, when you understand that Christ is within, it's incredibly empowering, you know, and it's not empowering to uh, like lord yourself over other human beings. That's the exact opposite of what Christ would do. What would, you know, what would Christ do? Be charitable, have faith, hope, give. So when you're understanding Christ is within, it's understanding, oh, wait a second. I've got, I've got a power. I've got a power to overcome this hopelessness. I've got a power to understand my purpose here. I've got under I've got power to understand that I can be a warrior of the light. I covered this when we did um, Albert Albrecht Durer I did a live stream on Albrecht Durer and talked about Melancholia one, which is one of his really famous paintings and we covered this and we said well why are artists, philosophers and theologians prone to melancholia? Up, oh, the zoo's out. Oh the zoo's out now. Well, um, <laughs> so why is, there's lots of people that are truth seekers. There's no melancholy with my, my <laughs> Willie burger. <laughs> there's no melancholy, except when mama's gone. It's just like, you know, when, when we feel we're separated from God, like, ah, I don't know where's my mama. Ah, shit. So, um, we covered this when we did the Albert Durer uh, live stream. It's like melancholia. Why are, why are so many people uh, suffer from melancholia, depression, anxiety? Just like this guy's writing me. He's like, is there any hope, man? Right? And I understand. Um, well, number one, um, just like a lot of truth seekers, right? We're, you know, we're seeking God. In this sense, we're into theology. We're philosophizing about the world and trying to understand our place in it and what man is doing here and that sort of thing. Well, then this guy is even saying, is like he goes around and it's like, there's not a lot of people that are awake. And it's like, well, this is what brings melancholia. This is what brings depression. Why? Because as we talked about, well, you're often misunderstood, you know? It's like, you know, you cannot connect to people because it's like, well, I want to talk about there's, there's planes in the sky and they're like spraying us with shit. And I'm talking to you and it's like, I'm talking to a brick wall. Or you think you're crazy. I was like, you think the earth is flat? what about mountains yes I know the earth. yes I know there's topography bro we're saying that it's not like this it's like this so anyway so people immediately was like, you're crazy and then also we have a yearning for God we have a yearning ultimately for our souls to be reunited with God and down here we have to undergo this you know this um, the polarity that exists down here. And there, there can be an unsatis, you know, unsatisfied with this world. It's like, no, I want this world to be a better place and full of peace and 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 love and that sort of thing. And that that naturally can bring melancholia. That naturally can bring depression. And so the, you know, um, so just know that when you go into this stuff, you know, that that's that's kind of what happens to a true warrior. Ficino wrote Ficino, um, Marcello Ficino, which is, I think he was the guy that really pushed, um. Uh, what's it called, Prisca Theologia, um, which is basically, I think I'm saying that correct, but it's basically the same thing that we teach here, that there's a universal mystery religion that God has given every single human being and it's it's writ large within everything around us, okay? And Ficino said this. He said, all truly outstanding men, whether distinguished in philosophy and statecraft and poetry or in the arts are melancholics. And there's a good reason for that. You know, because we're facing the evil, because we want to know the heights of that great light. So, how to fight? Uh, how to fight that depression? Well, there's lots of ways. Like I said, I don't give. Um, I know Jenny hasn't changed her number in decades, right? I'm like way behind in this chat, but I know Jenny hasn't changed her number in decades. <laughs> so. Uh, good morning, any word? Thank you. There's only four people watching on Rockfin, but hey, that's four people. That's, that's decent. That's like the apostles and stuff. Anyway, uh, how to fight depression. Well, there's lots of ways to do that, right? And I'm just going to give a quick bullet list and I, I kind of want to get moving on here. But first off, turn off the TV. Like, especially if you've been doing this stuff, and this guy did, um, so that wrote me, which is great, you know. Um, you know, turn it off. It wasn't to say don't keep your ear to the wind. Don't, you know, get a general sense of what's going on. But t- the the TV, as we know, is pure propaganda. That's all it is. You know, this is. Like, do you really need to know what Doctor Howch is saying again? No, we don't, right? The, ter- the TV has always been there to program you. So turn the programming off. Get in nature. You know, it's easy for me because we live in nature. We've always, you know, tried to live towards you know live in nature. When I lived in Albany, I lived in out in you know the middle of nowhere essentially in ten acres of woods. When I lived in Eugene, um, at least for a time period, I lived at the the base of the of the uh, there's a butte there, um, Skinner's Butte there, and used to climb that and stuff like that. And then we lived in Hawaii. And of course, we lived in, you know, the, the jungle there. And then we moved here and we're out in the middle of nowhere. So I always try to go towards nature because nature is a healer. You know, if you're if you're depressed, the best thing you could do is recognize Christ within, that you're a warrior, get off your dead ass and go hiking. Spend 10, go hike 10 miles in nature. You're going to feel better. Uh, make things, create, pick up a guitar, and start, you know, diddling away. You know what I'm saying? Find, find your normalcy again. They're trying to throw us off all of these patterns, which our basic pattern is just like, hey, let's be in alignment and harmony with God. And they'd be like, no, don't do that. Don't do this. Well, ignore them and find your normalcy again. Remove the nonsense from your life. Remove all the nonsense. I've always lived in a way that was, uh, or at least tried to and moved towards this in my entire life, of... Um, you know, simplicity, frugality, minimalism, you know? It's like, I don't need to be filled, my life filled with a bunch of garbage that I, I, I don't need, you know? And I found out over the years that getting rid of that stuff, I don't even remember what half that shit was. I do remember I had a 1959 gold top though that my parents helped me buy and uh, probably should have hung on to that one, but no, I'm just kidding. I, I've never, I haven't thought about that thing in years, you know, in all honesty. Focus on the spiritual, Focus your life on spiritual things, understanding this world more. Pick up your Bible, pick up all sorts of books, make sure you spend, you know, a good amount of time. Like I spend, you know, sometimes several days putting these things together, which means when I'm doing that, I am in a constant state of, uh, you know, um, spiritual dedication, if you will, you know, um, and believe, believe me, it helps. So uh, challenge yourself, challenge yourself. You know, I I just heard this story from um, Rick Beato, I think it was. I don't know, was that? Maybe it was him. Anyway, basically about this guitar player that he was uh, an older guy, like 70 or something like that, and he was inspired by watching some of these guys online, and as a 70-year-old, he picked up the guitar and started learning it. Find the others. People think that there's not other people in the world that, you know, that think like you do and stuff like that. No, we, we've, been, we've been, you know, in this sense, forced or whatever to be silent and things like that. But guess what? There's loads of people out there that are actually waking up or, or interested in these conversations and things like that, and that we've just been trained and programmed not to, you know, talk about these things. We'll talk about them. Find the others. My, in fact, I just talked to my friend Ryan and he does, you know, he's, he's a truck driver. He's in his truck all day long, you know, and so then he stops and he meets some random people at a store he's delivering shit to and then he gets back in a semi and he drives somewhere else. Well, there's this one guy there and he just kind of sniffed him out and so he finally asked me, he's like, hey man, uh, have you ever seen that, that documentary, The Greatest uh, Story uh, Never Told? He's like, yeah, and boom, they're, they're friends now right? It's like every time he stops by, there's others out there. Why do you think they had to censor all of the protests around the world so heavily? Because they don't want you knowing that, well, there's actually a lot of people that are waking up. There's actually probably a lot of people around. But if you but if you watch the news every single day and you don't, you know, and you don't actually are actually honest with your own worldview and things like that, how is anybody going to connect with you? How is anybody going to know that what you think? So find the others. Know thyself and know God. Know thyself and know God. That's how you can have hope and fight depression. It's first off being like, no, God has a plan. Duh. And know that God has centered himself within you. It's the hope of glory. So this was somebody just posted this on the the telegrams there and said, the best way to fight is simply to have more babies. That coupled with homesteading, community building, living in the country, and getting completely out of debt, most people. And this, and he goes on to say, most people will die off when the shit hits the fan, and the cream will rise to the top again. This is this whole thing of recognizing cycles down here. The good men create, you know, hard men. What is it? Some. What is it? Uh, great men create good times. Good times create soft men. Soft men create weak times. Weak times create hard men. Hard men. Blah blah blah. There's that cycle, that sort of thing. Patience, preparation, and determination to outlast the coming storm. I would just say this. This is a better way to say this because it's just like, oh, I have a bunch of babies. So that's, that's good. Get a community. Yeah, that's good. Homestead. Yeah, like get back to just growing food. You know, like people have done all over the world forever, right? Have a spiritual life. Don't, you know, do everything in your power to get out of usury. I'm, I know it's not easy. I mean, it's taken us however long and we don't you know, we live. We don't have running water. We don't have hot water. We don't have a lot of the luxuries. But you know what we don't have? We're not under the freaking thumb of some stupid bank. Um, but I would just say this as a general uh, precept here. I guess you, I guess you could say, we're here to live in God's world. That's what we're here to do. God wants us to live in His world, which means harmony, beauty, peace, community, friendship, love creativity, all of these things, you know? Uh, I mean, think about in the past too, how many babies people had. We just did the Albert Durer uh, live stream and it was like his parents had 18 children. <laughs> so we're here to live in God's world, not Satan's. We're not here to live in the, the, the corrupt evil doers of the world. We're not here to live in their world. Now they've harangued us, they've, they've put spells upon us to be like, yes, that's what we were supposed to do. But guess what? People are waking up from that spell. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Ultimately, do not live in fear. Do not be a prepper, right? I mean, I've had my, you know, bouts with prepper, you know, prepper, that sort of thing. But ultimately, it's just being, what's like the Boy Scouts taught us, right? Be prepared you know being a prepper is nothing more than really just saying be prepared you're not supposed to like live in fear every single day like you see some of these channels on youtube it's like what's the one guy like southern prepper one i mean it seems like he's an okay guy but every day he's just like oh boots on the ground shit's going bad banks are why are you turning into tuning into that shit i mean why are you wasting your time like we already know what their agenda is If you've been, like this guy saying, if you've been doing this for 10 years, you already know what their agenda is. Do you really need to know all the ins and outs of it? No, they're on the side of the devil himself. Devil being the personification of all the evil in the world. They're on the side of Father Time. They're not on the side of God. So don't live in their world, but be prepared. I would be prepared even if... Even if this were a golden age, I would still be prepared. Why? Because you never know. Hurricane's gonna come. Earthquake happens. You know, all of a sudden there's a crazy snowstorm and the power gets knocked out for a week. You don't have a generator. You don't have this and this. You don't have some extra food. That's not be. That's not living in fear of, you know, Klaus Schwab. It's being smart. It's like, what do you think? Think about the Amish. Think about the the Mormons. What do they? You go to any of those houses? They got a freaking root cellar. They got you know canned goods stacked. They got you know lamps. They got extra fuel. They got generators. Anytime there's some, any sort of storm or anything like that, they're calling each other because they have community. They're like, oh, are you are you cool? You cool? That sort of thing. So, you know, Scouts. My dad was a Scoutmaster, by the way. Scoutmaster. It's unfortunate that that <laughs> that organization has gone to total dog shit be prepared just so you know that's a trinity that's a left and a right and then in the center there's that great center the presence of the now and it's strung together as one and that's what the, that's a fleur-de-lis which means flower of life and it's a trinity it's a trinity the boy scouts actually is very um very masonic actually in, in many respects um you have the trinity once again this is the boy scouts uh, hand signal right it's the trinity so you have this the thumb and uh the pinky and they're held together and that's the world brotherhood that's what Lord Christ says. Understand that, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself, that sort of thing, you know? Love love even thy enemies. All this kind of thing, right? Then you have a duty to others. That's a good one. Duty to God and country. And of course, country doesn't mean the corporation of the United States. That's not what that's not what country means here. It means your fellow countrymen. So duty to self, duty to God and country, and duty to others. That's a pretty good thing. So. Yeah, but the Boy Scouts kept out the girls no shit for brains girl scouts they have their own thing and there's girl scouts and the boys have boy scouts because boys need to learn to be men and girls need to learn to be women those are two separate things anyway just so you know there's never going to be a utopia down here there's never going to be total 100 percent, through and through peace on earth that doesn't mean that you don't seek peace that doesn't mean you don't seek harmony That doesn't mean you don't seek out, you know, uh, the, the, the light in your life and things like that. No, that's our task. That's our goal. That's our quest. That's what God commands of us. But down here, this can never be a utopia because earth itself, this little labyrinth that we're dealing with, right? Earth is where both good and evil are allowed to exist and they will always be allowed to exist because... The whole purpose of earth is for souls to come down here to exert, you know, from the Empyrean to exert themselves against stress and strain and pressure. And in order for that to happen, there must be an interplay. But blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the people that um, seek out peace in this world, for they shall be called the children of God. So this can never be a utopia down here, even in the golden age. Where everything seems like everybody's virtuous and they're building amazing buildings and, you know, the understanding of who we are and our purpose here is, uh, you know, that sort of thing. But even then, even then, evil's still lurking in the corner. The serpent, that subtle piece of shit, is still slithering through the grass just waiting to bite. So even in a golden age, right? And this is is understanding what earth is. It's cycles. And then we're going to talk about this. It's understanding that there's cycles down here, grand cycles, and this is exactly why we talk about, um, you know, the the Prisca Theologia. That the the um, God's design is writ large everywhere. God's God's religion, His spiritual path for you, is writ large everywhere. We talked about this last uh, live stream. Just a little uh, review. Pi is a mathematical metaphor for creation. Pi as a mathematical metaphor for creation. We have God. God is the whole thing, the whole circle, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, God is the whole thing and the whole thing, as we know, is good. God created everything and, and there was nothing that was made that was not made by him. He, he created everything and so we have the way, the truth, and the life going back to God, the light that, I, God said, let to be like, and then there's the furthest away we can be from God, the absence of good, the furthest, we you know, in this sort of metaphor, the furthest we can be away from God. Then, Human beings are put in here and they're allowed to act on this. I'm going to, I'm going to use my will and I'm going to go directly against the will of God and go as far away from his wants, what he wants of us, what he desires of us, what his covenant and our agreement is. I'm going to do the exact opposite and that's evil. Okay. But, and so there's, and what happens down here, it's an interplay of good and evil, right? General ideas, light and dark. It all, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and so this is the interplay that happens down here. And this is why we have cycles. This is why you have the, the golden age, the silver age, the bronze age, the iron age, that sort of thing. But just so you know, that darkness, there's a light that shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. John 1, 5. So even the darkest, darkest it can possibly go, right? Can it ever overpower the light of God? No. That darkness can't even comprehend it. And this is the power of the Almighty. Because when humanity, as we've already done, starts to fight back to the evil, the, the ways in which we will fight back and the ways that we'll, we'll get creative with this, like we already are, like we already are, they won't even be able to handle it. Because all they have is a bunch of stupid witchcraft and spellcraft that they've placed on us for over the years. And that shit's wearing off. So what happens down here is Cycles. Day and night, high tide and low tide, seasons. To have no hope is to be like, oh, evil's coming in right now. There's a lot of it. It's a freaking tsunami, right? And that thing is coming in, ah, right? It's just, it's going to come in and come in and come in and come in. It's never going to stop. The high tide's just going to keep coming in. Does it come in forever? No. Why? Because that wouldn't be balanced. That's not what happens down here. The faces of the moon, oh, the moon's going away. Oh, it's going away, it's going away. Oh, I can't see the moon. Where is it going? Is it ever going to come back? Of course it comes back. Why? Because that's what happens down here. And this is why we say, you know, there's never going to be, oh, let me get back to this. There's never going to be a total utopia down here. That doesn't mean that you don't seek harmony and peace and love as and spread it as much as you possibly can. But you have to know that you have to do that every single waking day of your life. Why? Because that stupid-ass serpent is always going to be there. That's what happens down here. So we're waking up to the fact. So right now people think like, this is biblical shit. What's going on right now? The evil that is spread across the world this is some biblical stuff. And so people are like, oh, we're in biblical times now. That's what we're in. It's like, this is, Re- this is like Revelations chapter. We're in like chapter six right now or something. Well, that's not what Revelation means, by the way. But we'll get to that when we do Revelation. Are we in biblical times? Well, we're waking up to the fact that we've always been in biblical times. We're always in biblical times. We've always been in a place of good and evil where those things are allowed to exist, where human beings are put down here with the will to say, I'm gonna do the will of God or not. And we are just now understanding this again. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Balance will always be restored. Our quest here is to recognize the interplay of good and evil that happens here and go towards God. But to have hopelessness, To have complete hopelessness, is there any hope sort of thing, is to think that, oh, the tide's just going to keep coming in and coming in and coming in. It's never going to stop coming in. No. That's not what happens down here. Um, And just so you know, when you talk about, um, you know, balance being restored, how many times in history have the ruffians been thrown out of countries? They overstepped their bounds. They were destroying people's lives. They invaded their country. They didn't give a shit about anybody but themselves. They acted and act purely in the state of evil. And how long could that last? Well, a while. Until not. And we're undergoing this right now. So the pendulum is starting to swing back because balance is being restored. So they, they swung this pendulum and they're going to try to continue to swing it. Evil, 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 evil. We're going to continue to do our will against the people. Ah! Well, guess what? We're already starting to see this the thing swing back. We're already starting to see, oh, it can't go any further. And the Covidians of the 19s helped wake a lot of people up to this. And people are acting on it. How many people are homesteading now? How many people are having children? How many people are going back to church? How many people are turning off the news? Now, the important thing to understand is, and this is why we talk about be prepared, right, is because when that thing starts to swing back, those pieces of shit are going to kick and scream and be like, no, I got to hold on to it. And they're going to make, they're going to try to create as much havoc and pain and suffering and violence as possible to hold on to something that they don't own. They don't own the earth, in other words, is what I'm saying. But they sure think they do. So the pendulum is starting to swing back and upon swinging back there's going to be a lot of heartache there's going to be a lot of pain and that's just what happens and so we have to be warriors and deal with it sometimes that's hard sometimes i'm a little bitch so the wizard spells are wearing off in other words the wizard spells are wearing off Look how long it took for them, how many years and years and years and years of lying to us about the very earth we stand on, how long it took, how how pervasive their their witchcraft was. And had to have to, you know, this spell has been cast on humanity and it's been cast for years, and they taught it in the school systems and they had a you know, a Hollywood is every time you turn on it's like Universal Studios, and there's a big ball there and all this other shit. They've had to inundate us. With this propaganda. And how long did it take to kill the spell for a lot of people? I don't know. Maybe a couple months for some people. The wizard spells are wearing off. It took that long to make the spell. And once it's off, do you know how long it's going to take for them to put the next spell on us? Years. Decades. Generations. So we should be rejoicing right now. Because the wizard spells are wearing off. And their magic tricks aren't working on us anymore. And we get to experience this. So the wheels are coming off. And think about how many things the wheels are coming off. And we're in the timeframe right now to actually watch all this happen. This shit was not happening 30 years ago. Cosmology and space, oh, they're lying about that. No, oh, we can absolutely 100% through and through prove that these are a bunch of lying, scheming little bastards. Their spells are off. Now not with everybody of course. Well, it's cuz everybody has a, a choice, right? Every, once again, there are the sheep that are at the top. But guess what? How many sheep are at the bottom that are following the shepherd? What the, you know, the, the shepherd of Christ, of course. Cosmology in space. The spell no longer works. How many how many flat-earthers do you know are going to be like, "Well, maybe I'll get back on the ball." There's like two. Like, what, like the one Tiger Dan guy and then some other doofus. Other than that, pretty much everybody, 99.9999999% of people that come to Flat Earth are like, oh, I'm not going back to the ball. That's retarded. History. Lies about history. 1492. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Figured out it was a ball. Hmm. It's all wearing off, isn't it? Virology, medicine. How many years have they had to push viruses and all this other stuff on humanity? And now people are like, wait a second. Hmm, it's wearing off. Politics. Politics. The spell of politics is starting to wear off. No, it isn't to say that oh we can all just celebrate because no no no. It's starting to wear off. The pendulum is starting to swing back. Religion and spirituality. People are coming back to and want an honest Genuine, I would like to think that that's why you guys are here, honest, genuine understanding of what the Bible means and what we're doing here and stuff like that. And they're coming back to religion for answers because the answers do rely on religion. They don't rely on <laughs> politics, that's for sure. You know, you can't put your faith in Mandela, Barnes, or Ron freaking Johnson. These are guys in Wisconsin. Both of them are have their heads up their sphincters. Uh, purpose, meaning that there's, there's no purpose and meaning to the earth. It's just a big bang was all an accident. You come from a monkey. That's all wearing off. <laughs> the wheels are coming off of Judaism, understanding exactly what that religion is. Satanism, Antichrist. It's what it is. And the false flags, the flags of the false variety. All those things are coming off. And that's why they had to do this whole thing, like Alex Jones, because you just spoke out and said I disagree with the narrative. We're gonna find you a billion dollars. We need one billion dollars from you just for saying something. Now that whole thing is a, you know, theater and all that sort of stuff. But you get the point. Remember back when you could just turn on the news and all those people back in the day thought it well, was so, well. If you you know Walter Cronkite, that guy's telling me what's what's true and telling me what's up. And I'm a well-educated person. I read the New York Times. I listen to Walter Cronkite. Right? How many people back in the day, and it was taught to us that it was like, oh, if you sign up for the military, it's because you're doing the right and just thing. Many, many people, like my grandfather, right? Jennifer's grandfather. You know, I don't want to say too much about that. But there's this notion that it's like, oh, if, I, if I'm going into the military, I'm fighting for what's good, true, and right. If I listen to the news, they're really going to give me the news. Remember when the news was considered trustworthy? People did trust the news. Well, guess what? It never was. And now people are waking up to it. If we were really wrong about them, they wouldn't need to censor us. This is what I mean when you say, oh, we got to find the others. This is why all those protests in Canada and Sweden and Germany, that's why you don't hear about it on the Walter Cronkites, on the Fox News and the the CBC and the NBC and the ABC and the CBS and all those uh, alphabet uh, corporations. Why don't you hear about that? Because they don't want you to find the others. They don't want you to know that the world is waking up. If we were really wrong about them, they wouldn't need to censor us. And look how much censorship is going on right now. If there was no hope, they wouldn't need propaganda. If there was, if this was hopelessness, there's no hope for, there's no future for the children. They wouldn't need to continually and constantly propagandize us. So, we are in a place of cycles. And that's what happens down here. Cycles of good, where we're, we're, good reigns true, right? Is the is the is the is the, the the standard of the world right? Virtuous righteousness, understanding our role here, understanding our connection to God, understanding that there's a Creator and what He wants of us, and doing His will. And then there's the so there's a golden age, and then ooh oh boom, then there's a dark age, and that seems to be kind of where we are right now. Where we're in a world where it's filled with lies and distortions and propaganda and nonsense and lies about medicine and lies about history and lies about our cosmos and be like, oh, we're in the middle of this and there's no hope. I am the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. God, Christ Almighty, is the point on the circle. The beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. A circle. Now, uh, a, a circle, first off, before we get into this, little some more mathematical metaphors. That's what we do here at the Nostrum Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. The Yiddish word for circle is keikel, pronounced Kaikel, And for little circle, keikeli? Something like that. Before long, um, so there was, um, when the, when the um, followers of Judaism, many of the followers of Judaism, when they uh, immigrated here, um, you know, they would have to like sign their name and then they'd have to put like an, uh, a mark there. And so uh, the immigration inspectors noticed that the, the followers of Judaism, the ruffians, the ruffians as we like to call them, they would not make an X. They refused to make an X because of their deep-seated hatred for Christ. So they wouldn't even make an X on a page because that's how much these people hate the divine spark that's within you. So before long, the immigration inspectors were calling anyone signed with an O instead of an X, a Keikel, which literally just means circle. And then that was abbreviated when they dropped the EL or the L. So um, so a circle is a keikel, right? And so, um, so these followers of Jadim, they're like, well, I'm not drawing that cross. Uh-uh. I'm drawing a circle. Well, just so you know, a circle in and of itself is literally a circle. A circle is, a, in this sense, a circle is a cycle, right? Just like you said, the beginning and the ending. The first and the last. They're, they're, they're one, Wow, well, it starts in spring here, and then it's gonna, and Then we're going to go up, and we're going to go up, and then it's like summer, and then it's fall, and then oh, it's winter, everything's so dark right now, we're in the winter of, of the, our cycle, and guess what, it comes back, why? because that's what happens down here. A circle, a cycle itself is living proof of design. If this thing was chaos and not created and there was no intelligent designer behind it and this thing was just, you know, shooting out from a big bang and just random mutations and natural selections and things, all this other stuff, then we wouldn't have the cycle of the moon, the cycle of the sun, the cycle of Venus, the cycle of Saturn, the cycle of Jupiter. We wouldn't have any of those cycles. It's, it's proof of design. Hey, I started here. I'm going to come back. and we're going to do it again and again and again. So the cycle is proof of design. It's saying, guess what? The darkness can't last forever. It literally cannot because guess what? That's what happens down here. Now, that doesn't mean you just get to sit on your ass and not participate. No, God made the whole thing for your participation, so it's going to require uh, people to do what's good, true and right, what's good, true and beautiful. We have to participate in it. And as we're seeing, that's why the pendulum is starting to swing back because people are starting to participate. And we're like, oh, we're gonna go to the, the school board meetings and we're gonna raise a fuss because no, uh, uh, critical race theory is nonsense and you're not teaching my children that, you fricking psychos. They're starting to participate. They're starting to take action. To go towards the will of God, which is exactly what's happening. So, the hopelessness, no, no. Just because we might be in a period of darkness, does not mean that it's going to be that way forever. It can't. Now, Christ, the things that the the, the Keichels, right, the people that those follow the ruffians, the ruffians as we like to call them, they all they want to draw the circle. They refuse to draw the cross, right? Now Christ is represented by the cross. That's why we wear crosses, right? Of course. So um, and and Christ marks the spot. X marks the spot. Christ, the cross. X marks the spot. Well, what spot is Christ marking there? So we have that circle, the beginning and the end, the beginning, all this sort of thing. And then all of a sudden we put a cross in that circle, and what does it do? It pinpoints the center. Pinpoints the center. Well, that's a classic alchemical symbol for Earth. So there's a symbol for Earth. <laughs> and all we did was we took a circle and we put Christ, the cross, in the center of there. And what does it do? X marks the spot. Just like you pick up your rifle, right? You have that, those crosshairs. And you're like, oh, that's where I want to, you know, shoot the target or the animal, whatever. I'm going to put, that's where I want the bullet to go. Right in the center. Well, what is in the center? Well, as we know... Christ within you, the hope of glory, but the center is what? Well, if you're in the center, you're off the wheel of good and evil. You're off the wheel of light and darkness. You're in the center. You're in the hub of the wheel where you're no longer dictated by the movements of day and night and all these other things. You're in eternal life. You're not even dictated by life and death anymore. You're transcended beyond that. And you're in the center. And what is that center? It's the classic symbol for the monad. It's a it's a center, this dot. It's that divine spark that's within you that recognizes his oneness with the totality of God. And then that God has a purpose, has an order, has a design, has meaning, has given meaning of this world and has a plan. And that plan certainly isn't to let evil pieces of shit continually run amok. No, that's why he gave us light. So that the beings down here would recognize that and say, hmm, kind of done with that. So the monad is recognizing that the Lord within and the God above are one. And this is what we talk about when we say the great I am. to recognize that spark, the divinity within is connected to the God above. The totality, the wholeness, the unity of the whole thing. I'm not Bobby Knight or Kevin Ryan Martin McNally or Marty frickin' Leeds or Tammy Tambo or Alicia Dixon or an aborted baby. I'm not Jenny 8675309, not John Johnson. I'm not Prince, though I wish I was because, God, that guy could play guitar. My Lord. No, I'm the divine spark that's at one with God. Math comes in handy sometimes. Just recognizing that we're going to shore this baby up and this baby. It's just recognizing the truth. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. John, 1 John three twenty four, Colossians three eleven, uh, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, doesn't matter what your race is, what your religion, or what your, religion, what your you know, race is, what country you're from, if you're circumcised or uncircumcised, if you're barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. 1 John 4 16 says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. God is not hopelessness. God is love. And we are servants of our of that love. We are servants. We are prisoners of our master. And what is a best, best best situation ever? I'm a prisoner of love. Hmm. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. The only way you can recognize that God exists within you is to dwell in love. And, of course, the classic Luke 17, 21, neither shall they say, which a lot of these Christian churches say that. It's not here. It's not there. It's not in that church over there. It's in our church because they're possessed. Because um, they possess. They think that they can possess the one true way to God that exists within all people, above all, through all, and within you all. Hmm. So this is what these people are saying. Neither shall they say low here or low there. They're saying low here, low there. It's not there. (laughs) Christ, red letter. Neither shall they say low here or low there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. X marks the spot. Where does God exist in His kingdom? And Jesus is one with God, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. So we're we're, okay. We got that. And then where does that kingdom exist? Cool. So, fear not. The Bible, uh, the, the phrase fear not, have hope, have faith, have charity. <clears throat> fear not is mentioned 365 times. The phrase fear not is mentioned 365 times in the Holy Bible. And fear not just happens to equal 27. And Jesus just happens to equal 27 as well. And Jesus is the Son. The Son. The Son. What is the cycle of the sun? How many days is that? Do we need to go back to our mathematical diagrams? I don't think we do. How many days is that? 365. So what's the message? Are we supposed to live in hopelessness and fear and despair? Are we supposed to think that the the tide's just going to continue to come in? And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, Matthew 5. Uh, Yeah, Matthew 5. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you feeling poor in spirit? In other words, did you go into the dark? Did you, did you undergo catabasis? Did you go into the darkness and see all that darkness? And why? why? So that we could understand the greater light. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Are you mourning? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungered? Are you thirsty for righteousness, for virtue, for love, for peace in this world? Are you going to be empty? Barely not. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are all these people that are being censored and PayPal's being shut down and all this other stuff, are we being persecuted? Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You're seeking truth, which is Jesus, his sake, And um, you go out in the world and be like, oh, you're an idiot. You're crazy. You don't even know what you're talking about. They revile us and they persecute you. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven, which is what this whole thing is about. Us getting to salvation, eternal life. It's the whole process down here. For so persecuted they... The prophets, prophets, which, prophets <laughs> which were before you. In other words, the prophets that came before underwent the same persecution. And where are they now? Well, they're up in the canopy of heaven singing the songs of Moses and the songs of the Lamb. So rejoice, my friends, rejoice, for we are the spell breakers. We are the people that are doing the work to break their spells the spells of medicine and cosmology and history and the propaganda, et cetera, et, cetera, et cetera. So rejoice, have no hopelessness, for we are the spell breakers. We are the ones that are seeking peace in this world and not aligning with evil, not ignoring the evil. Okay? So, is there hope? Yes, there is hope. There's hope Allison Flynn 699 thank you so much hope to see a bunch of you next Sunday long drive from Montana be nice to find a way to identify or meet up with those going to South Carolina next weekend until then shanti 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 Mr. Gensky 50 50 euros thank you so much I appreciate that guys I want to make sure I' don't miss any super chats here Liz the Iron Maiden thank you I forgot to I forgot to mention you uh, last time so thank you Liz the Iron Maiden. Liz is a huge fan of like,
0: six, 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 the number of the beast.
1: So, um, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. Um, All right. So that's going to do it for me today. I actually kept this under about an hour and a half, which is what I want to do. Again, go to the site, GnosticAcademy.org, and and, uh, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep this thing going. I really appreciate all the people that show up here on Sunday. How many we got watching? 147. Hey, look at that. That's good. That's a good number. Um, you can sign up. Uh, we keep it cheap, like I said. Uh, super cheap—14 bucks for three months, and 54 for the year. You know, like I said, it doesn't even it doesn't even buy a cup of coffee. Um, but we like to keep it cheap because we we know the situation that people are in. You know, money's tight, and yeah, everything's inflation and going up, and all this other stuff. And so, uh, we you know we we do what we can. So, all right, we're gonna listen to one song to uh, go out, and it's a song written by Yours Truly, and it was written for my wife. And it's called, I Ain't Done Falling in Love with You. Because it's true. So, and you can get that, of course, at gnostacademy.org. It's from a record called Heartbreak in 808, I think is what it is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Um, Anyway, so, wrong one. Let's do this. Guys, thank you so much. May you always keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ onto eternal life. May his grace be with you all. Amen. All right. All right. I will see you uh, next weekend. And we're going to do it in a hotel somewhere in South Carolina. So I will be doing my Sunday service at a hotel. in. And I don't know. I think it's going to be really chill. I don't know if I'm going to get too many things together. I think I'm just going to get on here and actually chat with you guys. So, um, you know, and sort of answer any questions, that sort of thing. I think it's going to try to be as casual as I can. Just because we are at Flattoberfest and, you know, um, that sort of thing. So, and I don't know, maybe we'll get some people together for the, for the, this sermon and we'll hang out in a hotel room in our robes and, you know, drink. I don't know. Anyway, so that's going to do it for me. Guys, I love you so much. Um, Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for your time um, and your attention and your support. It means the world to Jennifer and I. Like I said, get your ass to Flattoberfest if you can. And also if you can, um, wrong one. Uh, sign up and sign up under Marty 50 at the true earth Mount Miru summit Friday and Saturday, November 11th and 12th. It's going to be great. Um, I'm really glad that those guys are putting it together and I'm honored to be a part of it and um, you know, push truth in this world. So that, so if you can do, uh, do it, It, you know, it's a hundred bucks. So if you use 50, it's literally $50 for two days, all day speeches, that sort of thing. So, okay, that's going to do it for me guys. I love you so much. Uh, Let's rock out. Many blessings. And much love to all.
0: Pounding in my brain's got a rhythmic shake. Dancing in step to the beats you make. And all the steps I take, every path that leads to you. And I'll rise anew, cause girl, I ain't done.